0: let
1: It's hot? Yeah, there they go. There they Hello, go. I us. So just a little it's bit. Sona's
0: it's low. It's low. I feel like
1: it is. Testing, testing. Hello? Testing. We're live. Oh. We're live. Yes. Oh, well, welcome <laughs> back. Welcome back to Red Lip Talk Podcast. Yes, welcome back. Ooh. Yes, yes. It feel like it's been a long time. Like we um been we gone had a long time.
0: Break and then we had
1: Mardi Gras. Yes, yes. So. so I guess before we could get into how was your Mardi Gras? How was my Mardi Gras? How was everything? We have some guests on on here so we don't want just to be talking and they sitting here, right? right. Um we got Dr. Beverly Smith yes. over here. Um yes. Unity one, yes, yes. My mentor um is a blessing to have her on here. We've been trying to get on here. Yes. <laughs> we have
0: we've
1: been we trying have. to get her on here, and um is a blessing for her to be on here. She's gonna tell you a little more about herself in a minute. And we also have Pastor. And uh, uh I'm, I'm gonna do the the politic part, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> we have Pastor Donald Jones, yes. Oh, yes. oh we're so yes, and we're so honored to have him on with us today because yes. as we know, it's Black History Month, it is
0: Black History Month, it's like the second to last day, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you've been pro- promoting that a little hard, Sona, of course, of
0: course. But every day is Black History
1: to me, so. yes, yes. And I like you got your black girls, uh. Black girl yeah,
0: wait, let me see. They can't see mine. Let me uh That's let me why do mine. No Oh, I'm man, like, I, I have one. to take I need to see I got to put my, can you see it? What about <laughs> <and say>. Yes. <laughs>
1: so I have my black history, my black history on as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we're excited about this show. This is going to be an amazing show because we have some historians on here, sitting yes. here, and some people that have made some amazing moves in the community. I'm in the community, yes. And yeah. That, that so yes. Already. Yes. So, how you? F- how was your um your monograph?
0: Oh, girl. It was busy, you know. My uh,
1: good friend was in town. You know. <laughs> she she to say her name, but you know, we know <laughs> she's talking good about. Was in town, and you know, we rode, so that's what we did. Yeah, and I had an awesome time. This month just
0: been so busy. We kind of been having one thing after another.
1: another yes, after another, like yes, yes. Four
0: different holidays in one month. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So for me, you know, I really don't do the Mardi Gras too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do parades and stuff like that. It's just something that um. I started doing like a year ago, right? A year ago, stuff like I don't do too much, but my daughter was here, and I didn't want her to feel like. You know, mom, well, she 22, so she was here from college, so I didn't want her to feel like we're not going to do nothing. Right. So we kind of went around her family in that area and, and went there and yeah. stuff like that, and, and it, it was nice. It was my,
0: nice. My sister, Siffin, and a and Saint, we just went out there, watched Zulu. That's the only parade we were really Yeah, out. okay. saw Zulu right by the club and then went on.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah, okay, okay. I know, and I know y'all probably don't do Mardi Gras. I'm looking at
2: y'all. Do you do Mardi Gras? Yeah, not too much. I cook. <laughs> I cook, and as my family come by, they go out to the parades, which is not far from my house. Yes, awesome. I do all of the cooking, and I just wait for them to come. I know,
0: I <laughs> yeah. know, I know.
2: I stop by her house too.
0: <laughs> I'm have to add that on my style. Yeah, that add that on your style. <laughs> and you I do?
1: know, I know, Pastor, you don't, you probably, you do, you do Mardi
3: Gras. Actually, I haven't probably done Mardi Gras since 19. 19- 86
1: oh i knew it yeah a long time
3: what happened is we were talking with we, uh, she had i had dr clark at yes. xavier and okay. i she had, had him at dillard. at dillard okay mm-hmm. and dr clark had us do a um, a study on mardi Gras. and when i saw it was like a seven eight hundred million dollar business and Less than one percent of it went to African Americans. I just abandoned it.
0: Wow. wow! That is very interesting. Wow!
3: That's
1: interesting. New facts. New facts. <laughs> New facts. That's right. Now, my my cousin. I'm not gonna say the crew, but my I mean the crew. But my cousin is over a a a Mardi Gras crew, um, where it's four or five hundred black women. Um, I don't know if I could I probably could say they grew. I mean, you know, it's okay. Athena, crew of Athena. Mm-hmm. Crew of Athena. Um, and they started it in twenty fourteen. My mom's a member, Dr. Smith is an honorary member. I'm a member. Oh, you're a member. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she said, oh, I'm she a said, member. She said I'm a member. Yes, yes she I'm trying to be me a member. member. Yes, she's a member. Yeah. Um, and um and it, 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 it is a powerful thing to see four hundred talk about black professional. history.
0: Professional
1: yeah. mm-hmm. professional women, women from all walks
0: of life.
1: Um, From all walks of life. But so before we get into like the real show, I want them to be able to tell, I'm going to ask you a little bit about yourself so you can talk about yourself and, and Sony, you can ask. Dr. Jones. Is it Dr. Jones? Because for some reason, go I keep hearing Dr. Jones. Yeah. We, got, we got Dr. Smith and, and Dr. Dr. Jones. Jones. We got the doctors yes. on here. <laughs> we got the doctors. Like the TV show. Yes. <laughs> we got the doctors on here. So um once again, you know, as I, I was saying, this is my mentor. Um, she has been very instrumental in my life in the beauty industry. Yeah. Um uh supporting Spice Diva's beauty bar, support.
0: All of us in there in the community. Um, A lot of people know uh, Dr. Smith. Have come through Unity One, been stylists or clients or bought products. A lot of people. We have to start (laughs) giving out your another name
1: and call you the. The mama of the industry. <laughs> That's fine. The purpose. The mama of the industry. The purpose. The person to go to because oh. everybody know her. Not even just in the industry. Um, in uh, the just political realm in business. Realm, yes. in business. Um, it's, it's so much and I'm grateful how much you, you bless us at Spice Diva's beauty bar and just, a, just a business, just anything, anything we have to call, we can pick up the phone and, and call her anytime mm-hmm. and people get attached to her, You know, you can't, I'm saying, uh, oh, they taking my Dr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get attached to her cause she got so much love to give. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know people know about unity one. They know about visions product. Um, tell them
2: about Doctor Smith, Beverly Smith. About me? Yeah. About you? Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, me. <laughs> yes. And it's hard to talk about yourself. You know that. Yes. Um, but I am an entrepreneur. I say that all the time. And as an entrepreneur, it's actually the definition is the risk of managing a business. Yes. So, as an entrepreneur, I want to let everybody know it's the faith walk. And every day you open up your doors, you're walking by faith, not by sight. And uh, we have a strong uh, background of just faith walkers, my husband and I. And as Ovis, it would have been 42 years this year uh, with our salon. We had five salons at one time and stores, um, starting from the East Bank to the West Bank. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we started a product line called Yemoja Visions. And that's like 30 years ago this year. And Yemoja Visions is actually, uh, Umoja means unity in Swahili. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. unity. Unity. Uh, team, so, team together. You can right. always say teamwork. Go teamwork uh. makes the dream work. Yes. Yes. So that's what unity means. Unity, as we come to unity as one. And we all on one accord. So um, that's one of the main things. Uh, as you said, on the block, I'm, I am the mother on the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, our main store, uh, the last store we had was like Uptown, which we're in the process of getting that renovated. Okay, But Uptown, and that was the block where everybody needed something. Yeah. <laughs> they needed clothes, they needed shelter, they needed something. Yeah. So my husband and I both were just there for them, and they just say, when I, when I, what happened, our store burned down, a car ran into the store, in yes, the building. Yes, yes. I remember and, that I And one of the things they asked me that, you know, I had to tell them this. They said, well, are you upset with the boys who burned your building? You've been there for 40, almost 40 years. No, uh, I am not upset with them. Right. Yeah. No, ma'am. I said, if the police had just waited and let them run out of gas, <laughs> they would have parked the car, right? Right. So, right. uh so I I was upset because of the way it was going, go- you know, yeah, the way handled they ha- uh, handled the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. So, um, yes, we embraced the family of those boys and uh, everybody that was involved in it. We had one late, young lady to die, too, um, in the building. Mm-hmm. But nine people got out of the building. Yeah. So uh, it's been a struggle, and it's been uh, something that we had to deal with, Uh over the years and doing this process, uh, it, this happened in 19, was in, in 2019.
0: It was in mm-hmm. right 2019, right
2: before the pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> my husband, he died, uh, just last year, It'll be a year this year in May, yeah. Yeah. but, um, mm-hmm. a great historian, everybody that had come by our store they knew they had to get a story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he talked to everyone, and he yes. said, wait a okay. minute, I got this book right here. Uh-huh. Look uh-huh. at here, Booker T. Washington, Up From Slavery. Yes. This is one of his books right yes. here. Then he had this other book. He said, wait a minute, I got this one, The Philosophy of, and Opinions of Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time ever hearing about Marcus Garvey when I uh, met him. And uh, they had this one book from Ogman, uh, I think it's an Dingo, Killed Them Before They grow. A lot of people don't know that one, but that was a book that really just stuck close in my heart. Because uh, it's like profiling our young, young, young men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the third grade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, to start profiling them then. Mm -hmm. To say, well, I can tell he's going to go to jail or he's going to finish college or he's Mm -hmm. not going to do anything. Third grade. So. Not even giving
0: them a chance. Not giving
2: them. No, profiling. I say it was profiling. Because the teachers were saying, this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. to your child. Yes. Yeah. Not to, you know? cut, not
1: to cut y'all, but this happened, I can recall it vividly Um, from my kid's dad. We were in a band together because we grew up in junior high and high school. We were in a band together. And sure enough, I can recall the band teacher telling him, we in a band thing because he was bad, you know, like considered a bad kid. He's going to be the one, y'all laughing at him because he making jokes, but he's going to be the one that's going to be crawling in your grandma, um, what you call him trying to steal a TV. That's killing them before. Yes. before but guess they what? Grow. He's an awesome entrepreneur. He's well-known and everything. So he broke that stereotype, but to p- – that in a child yes you know what was the name of the book again dr smith kill
2: them before they grow Kill them before, before they, they grow okay and so um it's just like uh it was just so uh you said you guys were talking about mardi gras. i had right after mardi gras i left to go out of town and i was talking to one of my um one of my mentees okay and she and i was telling her i said i'm so proud of you she has her own business and everything mm-hmm. and when i when she was 12 years old I spoke into her life saying that you're going to be a wonderful woman, a wonderful woman of God, for one, as well as an entrepreneur. And she said, she was taping me as I was talking. I said, yeah, now I can see it all. It's all in fruition right now. And she said, yeah. I said, but I I told you you were going to do that. And you're doing every single thing. But then she said, that's because you spoke it into my life. She said, that's why I'm here, and that's why I, I, I exist as to what I am doing now. Yeah. She has an office in New York and in Houston, Texas. Yeah. So uh, I'm so proud of her, so proud. Of her. Just like I was speaking you guys' life, hey, y'all time. are, y'all oh, are beautiful, beautiful women that are constantly working and working the dream. Working the plan. And
1: it it don't be easy. You know, I call you a couple of times and I don't feel like getting up today. And she said, you got to get out that bed. You got to get get up." up. You yeah. know, but life and debt is in the power. That's my favorite scripture. I think it's Proverbs 18 and 20 or 2018. That's my favorite scripture. You know, life and debt is in the power of the tongue. Because even if you feeling bad in your body, even if you feel it, I be hearing something, saying, you got to get up, you gotta get you gotta up. You got to get up. You got to get up. And, and, and you know, speaking of that, y'all, I started that 50 uh, day challenge just about positivity. When people go into Lent, I do my thing, you know, mm-hmm. because. You got to try to fight to be positive. It's something going on in this season right now. I don't know what it is, but it's something where people are so – they're tired of everything,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're coming off of uh, post-COVID, the pandemic, you know, and then, you know, we're in a struggle financially because either you lost your job during COVID – after COVID, or, you know, now you're having to just reorganize your life because of what has happened, we got the prices going up, you know, you have your everyday thing, because now we're finally getting back into normal swing of what our life was before that time. And you're just trying to get caught up. And it's overwhelming. You know, it's overwhelming to be in that position. And, you know, look around and say, okay, now what? You know, yeah. you don't have any resources. No one can really help you, you know. And, I mean, even myself, you know, it. it we talk about that. It's been kind of slow sometimes in the yeah. salon. Yeah. So, you know, you just going through it and you just saying, you know, what can I do, what can I do, you know. And just and trying to push yourself, especially as an entrepreneur. Right. People think, you know, oh, you work for yourself, you got it made. No, you don't because you're working every second of the day. Yeah. You never really get to turn it off because mm-hmm. you're constantly thinking, like, what's going to be my next move? Ooh. Where am I going to go? If this doesn't work out, what's yeah. going to be my backup plan? How am I going to get through this moment? Yeah. So you're going And my through- thing is, guess mm-hmm. what?
2: Ahead, While you're me. saying that my thing is, and I know you know my motto, mm-hmm. is to keep moving forward. That's right. The time that you may spend working in a salon for six hours, eight hours, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. go out and promote yourself. Take that time. If you can take two hours of concentrated effort to promote yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
2: two, yeah. you can just yeah. do two hours of mm-hmm. concentrated effort, you will see a big, big difference mm-hmm. in your whole life, mm-hmm. your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. I've been in sales a long time because I, I, when I started out in sales, mm-hmm. I'm a sales, I'm a really a professional sales person. Yeah. I've, I, I've yeah. done all phases of sales. And they taught me two hours of concentrated effort would change your bank account, mm. your neighborhood, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what you drive. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you do that and do it on consistently, consistently is the key, consistently you will find a big difference in your life, mm-hmm. tell, period. Tell,
1: tell um, Sona and tell everybody, and then we're going to introduce um, Dr. Jones. Tell her what kept you, what made you, You've keep a, moving a lot of things have transpired yeah, yeah, these last few years yeah, so what made what's you your keep, motivation keep, keep going after the fire mm-hmm. cuz i know personally i know the how it affected you yeah what kept you what was the main thing that kept you going kept you moving
2: nobody you know it's nobody but god kept me mm-hmm. because he said i can do all things i can do all things that was my favorite scripture from when, when i was very young I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And to get up in the morning, to push myself up, sometimes I have to push myself up. Mm-hmm. you know. And once I push myself up and get going, all I got to do is get going. And, and like I said, my motto is just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Because I only believe his report and no one else report. Yes. There are some things that some people may say in your life, say, no, I don't believe what you say. You know, the doctor may say one thing. No, I don't believe that. I don't even receive it.
0: Come on now. See, don't even receive now. it.
2: So, your faith had, in order to increase your faith like that, you have to believe and read, of course, read. And that's how you increase your faith and, yeah. and continue to realize you did it once, and I know Go you're going to do again. it again. You did it for me at the last thing. And that seemed like that was hard. Yeah. But he said, This is a light thing. Yeah. This is really a light thing for yeah. you, honey. Yeah. You know? This is nothing, this is nothing big. This is nothing big. I say it's a light thing. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that pastor knew exactly what I'm talking about. And you can win that battle. It's only a battle. You know, just that one, this one, that one, that's a battle. And you can keep on going and you're going to win the war. Amen.
0: dr jones <laughs> <laughs> look this is the right segment of this is, this is right actually on my first my first time meeting you so um my pleasure. my pleasure too so tell me about yourself let's we're gonna just jump right into it <laughs> well, let you do your thing <laughs>
3: you know a lot of people think that um i was an accident but god don't make no accidents come on god has a plan and purpose and although we oftentimes have a plan for ourselves god has the ultimate plan yes yes and so um I'm a product of Jefferson Parish School System. Okay. Proud of that. Um, uh, Big A, Petrie Elementary School. Okay. Henry Ford Junior High School, West Uh Jefferson High School. So I know that the public system, school system can work and should work.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. And um, that's so important. And, of course, I thank God for allowing me to go to Xavier University, which exposed me to things that culturally I had never seen. Okay. And it had a support mechanism there that allowed me to overcome challenges. Oftentimes our kids are very bright.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, the system oftentimes cripples them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know I had, at that time, my girlfriend, she was going to uh, UNO, and I'll never forget this, it's a key story, and, and Dr. Smith was talking about profiling. Mm-hmm. She got, She went to see her professor to review her paper, and he told her, you need an appointment. The Caucasian guy in the class with her, Paul, who was a friend of mine, came right after her, and he let her go right in. Mm-hmm. And so I got that kind of treatment at Xavier, whereby if I had a concern or issue, because when I first went there, um, smart kids, going high, mm-hmm. but I was uncomfortable with expressing myself because yeah. of my dialect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody else sound different. I'm saying, mm-hmm. what? you know. Uh, so they work with me consistently, daily, and um, through the grace of God, I was able to graduate and got involved in business working for John Hancock Financial Service. I listened to Dr. Smith. They sent me up to Boston for 120 days, not to teach me about financial products or insurance, but to teach me how to sell. And as Dr. Smith was talking about, two to three hours of concentrated effort on yourself and your goals and objectives. Uh, she is so right, you know, you don't want to sit, I'm just using it as an example. You don't want to sit in the salon for, it's okay. You don't want to sit in the salon for eight hours hoping some clients come in, right. and times are slow. Right. So I'm gonna take two hours, that's okay. <laughs> right. I'm gonna take two hours and go out and, you know, let people know I'm here. Just things like that, little bitty things. So they teach you those kind of things. and. Of course, I was doing my business and doing well, and I got a call one day from Judge Eugene Fishu, mm-hmm. and said, look, they need somebody to go on the school board. I'm going to recommend you. Okay. And I said, okay. Judge, I have zero interest in being on the school board. Okay. And he said, look, boy, you're from the neighborhood. I know you. I know you can handle the job. We need somebody in there who can get it done. I said, Judge, I don't want to deal with that. He, <laughs> said, so, he said, stop being so self-centered. He said, How do you think you made it through, Zave? Uh, How do you think you got that summer job? I made a phone call and got you the summer job where you can go to school and work part time, so you need to get back to the community. So I said, yeah. Okay, yeah. Judge. Reach back. Okay, yeah. Judge, you don't need to remind me. <laughs> 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 they put you on the guilt trip. Yeah. So I put my application in, and they're interviewing the people, and there's a guy, he's my best friend today. Uh-huh. He was destroying my application to the trash can. And that's why I know God has a plan. So what ended up happening, when the community couldn't decide who they were going to appoint to the school board, they went to the three presidents of the Historical Black University Southern Dillard and Xavier. So, Dr. Francis, Donald Jones, Xavier graduated, that's what I'm gonna recommend. (laughs) And God knows that wasn't something I wanted to do at the time. But I thank God, it gave me an opportunity to see some of the things that you were talking about Mm -hmm. And they've been doing this from from eons because there was a book written, The Destruction of the Black Male. And it talks about how they profile, as Dr. Smith was saying, from the first to the third grade, they profile what's the likelihood that kid's going to go get get a trade, go to college, drop out, become a criminal. And the the system is designed, you might not believe this, uh there's a book called a new Jim Crow that was illustrated the system has to produce so many quote unquote criminals mm-hmm. because they can't maintain the prison system. That's a private industry without that. Wow. So, in the, so, so between the first and the third grade, yeah. the teachers start identifying children who are more than likely going to be classified as criminals. Right. And, uh, most of the time it's our kids. Because we send our kids, I know I Dr. this book. I kept one of your books, <laughs> Great Black Leaders. Yeah. Malcolm said years ago that we send our kids to be educated by our enemies. That's true. And so what happens is that, and wow. if we don't give those kids a solid foundation at home, yes. we shouldn't be amazed when we send them to school on crutches that somebody knocked those crutches from under them. Mm-hmm. Because the system is designed to do that.
1: Yes. yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so that's you know, why it's
3: so important that we, yeah. that we lay those foundations at home. You see, nobody ever took prayer out of the home. Mm, right. Nobody ever took parental responsibility out of the home. Mm-hmm. So these institutions that we're looking to do the job that we should be doing, they're not going to do that because yeah, they're not right. designed to do that. Yeah. After my tenure on the school board, um, through a series of lawsuits in Jefferson Parish, you didn't have a lot of black representation on the school board and judgeships, just not at all. Mm-hmm. So organization by the name of the Coalition for Leadership and Development sued the parish to create majority of black districts in one. Mm-hmm. So in nineteen ninety two, you got your first two black judges in Jefferson Parish. Yeah. Your first council person who was me. Uh oh, your first state pa-
1: pa- pa- the first the first black
3: school board council member. Person. School board member and council member. You? Yes. Nice. Wow. So, and then you had- So that's history. Yeah, so you so had, how you
1: felt with the history? Like how you felt making history, how you felt- You know,
3: when you're in the um, moment, you, yeah. don't, you don't realize it.
0: Yeah. Did you feel like it was a lot of like responsibility because yes. you were the first? The first?
3: Uh, you had to, I had to be. One thing Dr. Francis told me when I was appointed to the school board, he said, Don, whatever you do, don't embarrass the university.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: don't, wait, you don't, us. Wait, don't Don't embarrassing, embarrassing. Some of these yeah. people, didn't <laughs> <Dude. that> <laughs> <laughs> people didn't get that talk. Don't embarrass people didn't get that talk. Always yes. do this in
3: the best interest of the community, you're going to be okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that always resonated in my mind. Okay. And um, as I said, in 1992, you had a whole series of African Americans in Jefferson Parish for the first time in the 250 year history. Yeah. A state legislator, Kyle Green, myself, a district councilman. Judge Zeno, Judge Green, and a series of other elected officials. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time that Jefferson Parish, the largest parish in the state, had African-Americans serving on boards. Wow. And so uh, I was probably the only African-American council person on the board and only Democrat at the time. Wow. But I thank God that he touched the heart of these people Mm -hmm. and uh, never lost a vote in 12 years on the council. Yes. That's not my doing. That's the power and essence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Which I wouldn't have said that. 12 years. Yes. 12 and years. And so what happens years. is that, and we were able to make some tremendous changes, and I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. And um, and just the progress that continued. And then God opened my heart, um, even though I wanted to stay in politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called me to the ministry, and I fought it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, as God is, he will uh, allow you to see that his plan is greater than yours. Than
0: yours.
3: <laughs> so it allows Definitely. you to have a whole series of setbacks that you say, man, ain't no way in the world this could happen to me. Yes. And then you realize that you know, something's going on. Ooh. It's going against the natural order of things that you don't realize. Ooh. The supernatural always goes against the natural order. Yes. Then I came to the realization, hey, look, this is the way God wants me to be, so that's what I'm gonna be. Yes. And so I've been doing that for um, about 15 years now. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Started our first business in 1989, mm-hmm. and um, been just running the business and doing the pastoral work. Yes,
0: That's awesome. So oh, I wanted an to an ask honor. a question oh, yeah. on the uh,
2: the politics and the religion that those two don't mix. No, they do <laughs> mix
3: though. <laughs> they uh, do. I
2: mean, they complement each other. Yes, you, you it, can. It,
3: what happens is that historically, from biblical perspective, we were initially governed by theocracies yes. mm-hmm. and then and then the people went to the prophet and said we want a king mm-hmm. and that's how Saul became king mm-hmm. yes. and so God anointed and appointed Saul and in Romans 12 God tells us that he anointed and appointed leaders for right. his own purpose just like he appointed anointed and appointed Pharaoh mm-hmm. he anointed and appointed Nebuchadnezzar right. now he has his own reasons for that right. yeah. and so God anointed and God appointed leaders and, and he appointed leaders Not to be a terror to the people, but to be a salvation for the people. Now, the problem is oftentimes, like Saul, people will pick Saul over David. Mm -hmm. So God isn't going to take our free choice away from us. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that we are to participate. One of the things we are charged with biblically, Mm. and the Bible clearly states this in Romans, we are charged with being involved politically in the community. It's a responsibility as a believer because if the believers don't participate in the political process then Satan's going to have his way. That's yes.
1: right. And if Absolutely. You, you go yes. back to the
3: initial the initial after reconstruction you had about 20 uh, representatives and two senators and 90% of them came from the clergy. Yeah. Oh, yes. So it's a recent right. phenomenon that we and. <laughs> I have, a fundam- there's a, I have a fundamental problem with that, and I can tell you why. Okay. When God gave me access to proprietary information, being an elected official, when I tried to go back to the churches and prepare the information, they wouldn't let me come in the church. No. Because they said there's a division between politics and the and church. Religion, yeah. So now when I went to, I'm talking about, but when I went to the Catholic church,
1: the priest brought me right up. So it, that was in 1992. Yes. So now, I see uh, political people in church all the time.
3: Well, like, you see political people in church when I'm it's it catch, election it times. It time yeah. to to Yeah.
1: Yeah. and that's
3: that's not just. A lot of people think that's just a political person. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Oftentimes, my brethren in the clergy refuse to give you those forums. Whereby, if you look at the evangelicals, you look at John Hagee, you look at mm-hmm. um, Joel Osteen, you mm-hmm. look at all of the large evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Um, I can name them all: mm-hmm. Jensen mm-hmm. Franklin, um, mm-hmm. all of them. They invite the business people and elected officials into the church to talk about what's going on. Yeah, we don't do that in our community. Yeah, so Not the no, in our community. no, Not in our community. no. So yeah. the number one hub, the number one hub. I'll say this, we have a lot of good African-American business people, mm-hmm. but the number one business in our community the is the church and the bar. <laughs> the
1: church mm-hmm. and the bar. Mm-hmm.
3: And so we have more churches and more bars mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm.
2: And beauty
0: shops. I was going <laughs> to say oh, yeah, beauty shops. Shop. That's the <laughs> hub, too. The barbers <laughs> and beauticians. Don't, don't forget
2: about us, the, the, the hairstylists, because if you go in any city, if you go in, any, in yeah. any city, and you, you find a beauty shop, one of the top beauty salons. I won my
3: you elections. You find
2: out everything that you need to know about my, the city. I won
3: my elections. I stayed <laughs> I stayed in the, in in a, the, beauty, in the beauty, beauty shop, shop and in the barbershop. Uh-huh. So the reason why I bring up the church and the bars uh-huh. is because a tremendous amount of money circulates through this. Yes. Some of the same people are going to the bars. On Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or in church on Sunday. That's right. How can I say that? Yeah. Because when I tried to close these bars down on the West Bank of Jefferson Parish, I got an organized effort from the Bar Association against it, and the Bar Association got the pastors to be against it. Mm-hmm. Because some of the most largest, <laughs> now, look, I'm not no political wreck person. Who yeah. don't like it, don't like yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But God has given me forums to share truth. Right. yes. A lot of the, the, the pastors were, their largest titles were some of the people who were in the bars <laughs> of Friday and <laughs> Saturday. So, what are they going to do? Oh,
1: probably own the bars. Yeah, yeah we well, so yeah, own so the what bars. Are they, we'll so,
3: what are they going to do? Yeah. And so, um, we have to be realistic with a lot of the things that are happening in our community and not be afraid to talk about them. Yes.
0: yes. Right.
3: You follow what I'm saying? I'm, and so, <laughs> wait, if we wait. can just touch and if we can get the clergy to come together, and start dealing with the economics of our community, yes. then a lot of the problems you see, we can probably eliminate them or curtail them. Mm-hmm. But if you're not reinvesting in the community, if you're not building shop and sell, you know, uh, A.E. Vernon out of Ohio? A.E. Ver- no. Vernon has a large ministry in Ohio. Okay. What he did, he started going into the abandoned buildings in the heart of the community. Yes. And renovating the abandoned buildings. Right. And adding, building strip shopping malls, building community centers, mm. beauticians, uh-huh. CPAs. So Vernon sort of gave us the model that you can use to reinvigorate our community. Mm-hmm. See, our fundamental problem is that um, when we de- de- develop some de- education and some degree of wealth.
1: We think we're better.
3: No, we move.
2: Yeah, we
1: so if, you, if, the the if the
3: kids in our community. Again,
2: we think if, we better. <laughs> if, if That's right. You, moved, you move out <laughs> of the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah,
3: so if the kids in our community don't see lawyers, doctors, Right. And absolutely. And yeah. uh, uh, beautician owners. Yeah. Yeah. Business people. All they see is the crack dealer. Yeah. So to them, if I'm going to be successful, I got to emulate the crack, the crack deal. dealer.
0: Cause he has the car, he has the house, he has the woman, and then that's what they're mm-hmm. watching every day on TV, TV. listening on TV to too. it on yeah. on the radio and whatever. the rappers. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all they're true. talking about. So that's yeah. the only way you're gonna yeah be so somebody. So how could we?
1: How can we? What efforts can we do to to save our black community? I know it's Black History Month and stuff, and and I and I heard. Um, when you talked about from one to three, you guys were talking about that, that book and stuff like that. And I had an example. I was waiting. I had it in my head to say, it. you know, when, when my son was in um, school, you know, again, they always went to parochial school, but they went to a school on his West Bank. And, and he was actually in the first grade. And one of the teachers tried to label him. Because he wasn't a type of child, if you c- corrected him, mm-hmm. he's not gonna cry or he's not gonna because he's very stern. So, so he's stubborn. Yes, mm-hmm. and so, he doesn't listen. Yes, but they they tried to get him evaluated Same. and tried to put him on
0: medication, Dang. and I said one. Yeah, that's always the first line. I I've heard so many black mothers say, you know, my child was having problems in school, and then the first thing they wanted evaluate. to do was evaluate them for them a disorder. Yeah. You know, and actually, a lot of times, once they evaluate them, like, like evaluate them, the kids turned out to actually be gifted, which means what you're teaching them in the class, they are already beyond that level. And yeah. That's, that's the why issue. they can't that's focus right. on yes. what they're doing. And you know? That was my issue. That's right. Because that's
3: they right. tried to label me in the second grade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And Reverend, and Reverend Johnny McKinnis at that time said, hold on, wait a minute. This kid finishes before everybody.
0: Yeah.
3: He, and, you know, he, he's not going to sit there mm-hmm. all day when he's finished
0: He's a kid. He's not
3: going to conform to that. That's right. So Reverend McKinnis would take me out of the classroom into the principal's office, and Dr. Diller would do the same thing, a Caucasian lady. Mm -hmm. And they would just give me more stuff to entertain my mind. mm -hmm. I wasn't bad. I wasn't disrespectful. But no child is going to sit there for 30 minutes, just sit in that seat. So when they did my evaluation... It says something's wrong with him. He got some kind of behavior disorder. Mm-hmm. So my mom said he doesn't have a behavior disorder at home. He just keeps doing things. He likes to read. He likes to investigate things. He was he being a
1: boy, boy. You got to yeah. You got to <laughs>
3: entertain. You got to entertain his curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the parents need to stop when they do those evaluations, and also do not just the behavior evaluation, but the analytical evaluation right. to mm-hmm. see where their mind level is. Mm-hmm. So if you don't if you don't keep that child's mind occupied. they're going to digress.
0: Let me ask this question. I wanted to go back to it, but when we were talking about, you know, when this child in school, if they're, you know, being stereotyped, the teacher is telling them you're not going to turn out to to be anything. But also at home, if you're not being encouraged or motivated at home and maybe even being told those same things, how do we catch the efforts there? Because my mom is a teacher, and she works in an area where, the, seems like the lack of parental, inv- it's lacking involvement. parental involvement. Yeah. Okay. But it seems like most of the kids that go to that school have special needs. Mm. So if the child has special needs, they send them to that school. Okay. And okay. so it's overwhelming for the principal and the teachers and everyone to do their job because they're having to do their job at school, but also the jobs that the parents, the parents should, should, should be doing. doing. Well, right.
3: going back, going back to memory, when you have a special needs child, then the school system has to provide multiple levels of help for that child. Mm-hmm. Now, oftentimes parents are not aware of the social services components that go along with their child being his, uh, special needs, mm-hmm. a special needs special needs student. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not aware of it, then your child's not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Some of the owners and responsibility we can't take away, because I see people go on Google and YouTube and Amazon and do things that you wouldn't think they could do Mm -hmm. so why can't you do those same things to investigate what's best for your child Mm -hmm. so some of the onus goes on the responsibility of the parents who are not like probably my mom and my grandmother who had a 6th grade education but they had a PhD in how to raise kids Uh, and then my mom learned from my grandmother and my sisters learned from my mom that a continuity of family, unfortunately, don't exist in our community to the levels that it once did.
1: Is, that a, is there, a, Um, you know, they always say a thing about um, we as a culture or we as African Americans, we're not as far as other um, races because we don't know how to come together. We don't know how to, like, for example We are the biggest spenders We talked about that on the last show With Miss um, um, Karen um, We are the biggest spenders say, She said 14% of the race is uh, African American Or something like that She said, But we are the biz, biggest spenders We spend
3: 2 trillion dollars a year
1: 2 trillion dollars yeah. a year trillion.
2: Mm-hmm. 2 trillion dollars
1: a and
3: year And I remember
2: On everything And probably yeah. the most in poverty <laughs> On everything uh-huh. And we don't own Nothing that's we don't own
3: nothing. We did, a, we did a seminar one time and yeah. we had Tony Brown come down. <laughs> Tony Brown uh, used to have the most famous talk show, African-American talk yes. show. Yes. Tony Brown's Journey. I remember Tony Brown. And he came down, and I'll never forget this, at the Larry Center. We had all the preachers, the business people, everybody, was anybody was there. And Tony Brown said, when he started out in 1960, this is in 2002, when he started out in 1960, African-Americans was spending 6% of their gross domestic expenditures with other African-Americans. Mm. In 2002 or three, it had gone down to 3%. Mm. So he asked me, he said, look, we fraternity brothers. I said, look, Fred, I'm gonna tell you, don't let these people kill you, man. Yeah. He said, because yeah. I've been dealing with this for 30 years, you know, yes. and it's, it's decreased. So I'm wondering, I'm asking myself, have I dedicated 30 years of my life to trying to empower us economically and we've had regression. And I, I would suspect that those numbers are pretty close to that now. Yes. Because um, we have bought into the the fallacy. Well, say if I go to your beauty salon and somebody is disrespectful, then I'll say, well, I'm not going to no other black beauty salons as long as I live.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. But you won't
3: say you're not going to another Walmart.
1: That's right. Or McDonald's, McDonald's, or Walgreens, or Walgreens,
3: right? So we stereotype our own community, mm-hmm. and we 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 do not patronize quality in our own community.
1: Why you saying that? What hit my head just now is that we're harder on us. On us. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: harder on us, and that's that's so sad because as a as a race, we are so powerful There's so many things. Um, that black african-american black people have done um, has uh, for history and, and, mm-hmm. and, and barriers we have broken and we are a phenomenal people mm-hmm. yes but we don't support ourselves. You see other races come in from wherever or be d- due to whatever and then you see them get together, live in the same home, and then leave out and say, "I'm okay, you ain't leaving out till you buy this home. We're going to put all our money together, mm-hmm. all our income together. You're, you're not leaving out until you buy a, a home.
0: You, you see them right Like now, a monopoly. You know, the Hispanic community, they've come into the city all in one house. Now, where they were vacant lots, they buy the lot and build multiple homes on the lot. Yeah. You know, and it's Love. like how could you come into somewhere where you really have are very limited yeah. and be able to do things like that in, you know, maybe not a short period of time, but it's a short period of time compared to people who live here and do not access, you know, those resources.
3: The African American community from eighteen seventy to nineteen sixty nine was the most sufficient independent community in the United States. Mm. Between 1969 and now, they have done a tremendous job on our mindset.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And if you go yes. back, there's a tape that was made. It's called How to Market to the Negro. Mm. It was made in 1955, I think. Mm. And it talks about the Negro is the fastest growing economic population in the United States. Yeah, And this is how we need to market to them. Mm. This is how we need to capture that market. Mm. And if you look at that tape, that tape will show you. The framework as to why we don't do business yeah. yes. with one another, yeah. and it's very, very difficult. I know we were working on a project, and um, we negotiated with people to buy five lots in a community. Mm-hmm. Went to the bank, got the financing, the bill of houses, and do everything. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, um, go to complete the sales. Mm-hmm. F- four out of the five people changed their mind, so. So, so why did you why did you guys why did you change your mind? We just don't want to sell. Yeah. So you've been sitting on this lot for twenty years. Yeah. There's no economy there. Yeah. We're about to build five houses in your neighborhood. And
1: you don't want us to buy it.
3: That's gonna raise the economic value. No, this is the African American I'm telling you the story for a reason. Okay. We're gonna raise the property value in your home from one hundred and sixty thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand by building these five houses. Cause when the appraisers come in, they're gonna take the last five houses and that's gonna determine the appraisal value of your house. <laughs> So we're going in this neighborhood that houses should be selling for 250 and yeah. selling for $160. we are going to build these five houses. Yeah. The parties who were going to sell us the property to them said, so we can do it ourselves. Yeah. Well, you, you cut grass. You're not a contractor. You're not a developer. But you cut grass. So you, yeah. won't, you will not liquidate that property. What, that, what, what, what does that do? When well, you go to that bank another time with a deal, mm-hmm. let's say, Mr. Jones, well, y'all brought this deal the last time got out of the banking committee and it collapsed. So you lose integrity. Mm. Yes. And that's the component that they have mastered is to make people think, well, if I do this with them, they're going to get better. They're going to become better off than me.
2: Yeah. And that's so, that. and so they don't want to see investing. Yes. Yeah. So they don't want to see, they don't want to invest.
3: They don't want to see 20, oh, like 20 unity ones. Cause oh. what happens right. is that that now cuts into their prophecy. That's side. right. That's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, say, for instance, hair. There's a store, well, anyway, that sells hair.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead.
3: And the guy, you, the guy makes million dollars a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: How I know that? Well, I know it. Yeah. I know and so, oh, they do. Oh,
1: you know how I know they do. And yeah, you would be
3: surprised when it's looking. It's not that far from you.
1: Oh, I, I know they do. Okay.
3: so okay. But, but, but. Our folk will go there and they will patronize, and the people would throw the stuff on the counter and they don't say, I'm never going to the store again. They go back. That's right. Whereas they go to Unity One, somebody having a bad day, and the person's got a bad day, something going at home, and they don't speak to them. Okay. Well, I'm not ever going there again because I went in there and they didn't speak to me. And those are the kind of things that they they perpetuate. So it's uh-huh. not an accident uh-huh. that we are regressing economically. We've actually become. Fifth class citizens in the United States. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the
3: European, the Asian, mm-hmm. the Latino, well, then us. We
2: were right. here before all of us. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's actually that's one of the main things that actually happened to us. We were the number one yes, black distributor in the South. I, re- I remember it. you started uh, talking about it. We saw like about four other beauty supplies with other uh, nationalities mm-hmm. to actually circle us. And they put us in the center. Mm. So if any of the clients would come toward us, they would pass them Passed first. them up. Mm. So it was a master plan to uh, capture us mm. in the middle. So they will not get to us, and they will go to them. You're right. Wow. You know, I knew it was a master plan, and my husband, we talk about it all the time, on how they will go to them before they That's come correct. to us. Yeah. They will buy hair from them before they bought hair from us, all you down. know. So, you know, we came up with a plan, too. Mm-hmm. You know, God gave him Always. this master plan. Yes. And that's when we started our, our own product mm-hmm. line. That's
3: correct. Because yes. every
2: product line that we had coming through our uh, uh, beauty supply, we we uh, uh, moved it out. We uh, started it up mm-hmm. went and got it uh, going, going, going yeah. to be a really nice product. Then after we got it going, they would take that product mm. that we just developed from, from his incubator stage and they gave it to the other Yes. yes. So we So he said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not developing and helping another line of products. Did it all yeah. the time. And that's when God gave him the product, Visions. Visions. Yeah. Your Moja Visions, yeah. and and that's what we have. And we sell that's it to who we want to sell it to. As yes. a matter of fact, we have it in it's around the uh the whole united states okay and it's um we have the uh distributors and we ship it throughout the whole entire uh, united blessing. states
1: and i think you have a um a, a, a website, website. Mm-hmm. um oh put your mic up
2: we have a website um yeah. it's yemoja vision yes. without the s yes. dot com. Oh, i think uh,
1: production is going to pull it up so you can yemoja um, visions action. without the s actually say so you've been so the emoji visions the product line been around for like 30 years
2: it's 30 years this year yes
1: are you gonna do something there there it is (laughs) popping up so if you want to one of the things
2: one of the things that has happened the majority of of businesses that have started like us as black entrepreneurs after the first five to ten years they'll start out being the black distributor and then they'll sell out they sell out, so we're the only ones that I know. Uh, maybe a couple of other companies uh, are still uh, black-owned and con- you know continue to just stay with our community. That's a blessing. You know, without selling it to. You know, yeah. the foreigners or whoever. No, you're right. You know, and uh, yeah, you our, all of our distributors it. are black-owned distributors. Yeah. That's a yeah. blessing. Right. Yeah, you can't to,
1: find their product in a hair store. That's what no, I like you can't. about it. No, can It's exclusively for it's you guys. exclusive got. for uh-huh. us.
0: That's what I like That's about it. That's the way it should know. be. I feel like when you're a professional, you should go be able to get products that no one else can get. That's why yeah. people come to you because yeah. you have what I can't go and put my hands on at a Walmart yeah. or whatever, right. you know, and, but they've even taken that away, you know, so anybody can sell anything.
3: I, I have an association with some, some Arab guys and, you know, I do business with green is my, my, if it's glorifies God, yeah. Uh, prospers me and put me in a position to help somebody else, mm-hmm. I deal with it. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. deal, focus yeah. on color Fine. Mm-hmm. and the. The, these these guys, I asked them one day, they had a store on La Palco. Mm-hmm. and less than a mile away they opened up another store. So I said, man, why are you open it? I was thinking about your store. Why are you open up that store? And he told me. He said, We want to capture them before they can get to anything That's else. That's right. I know. So they opened up this That's store. True. They had one store and I'm saying, man, this is less than four hundred and fifty to five hundred feet. He said, We don't care about that. We want to eliminate the possibility of them going to ABC store. So so
1: Dr. Jones and, and, and Dr. Smith, how as a culture, what are some things that you think that we can do to help our community? What can we do? I know you talked about on how the person, I forgot the name of the person that you mentioned, but you talked about how he went out and um, he started purchasing uh, uh, properties that were abandoned and stuff like that. And then, then he, uh, what can we do as a community to educate our, our people on how to not live in poverty, not to l- wanna look like we have the money and our bank accounts on zero, <laughs> uh-huh. um, how to live in the eight, live with our 80%, tied our 10, and save our 10. How do we teach them um, uh, walk by faith, not by sight? I, I, I don't know because I know for me, um, as a, a, a young black girl growing up in a desire project, I didn't see, I saw my grandmother, she was good with money. Yeah, she, she had a, didn't have a good education, like you said, 6th grade. She,
3: she had a PhD, though.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. guess what? She knew how to save money. Yes. Um, and, and she always wanted the finer things in life, and that's where I get it from, wanting that. But how do we change the trajectory first, of where our black community is going? How do we change it? starts at home.
3: It? And the first thing we got to start teaching our children is that you don't wear or drive your wealth. Wear or drive your wealth, wealth. Mm-hmm. and um, that, that starts at home. Yeah. We gotta start teaching them morals, ethics, and responsibility. Yeah. Uh, we gotta start teaching them the rule that's governing the system that we live in—the 70/30 rule.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: cannot live off 100% of what you earn, yeah. because your desires are gonna always exceed your capacity to solve them. Mm-hmm. So you you take live off of no more than 70%. Mm-hmm. 30%, you do your tithes and your offering and you save. Mm-hmm. Now that's the formula. My mom had 15 kids. She was a farmer. She up up a farm. She taught us that early. Okay. That if you, you, you got a dollar, you don't spend a whole dollar. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you spend 70 cents of it. So a lot of this starts at home and we just got to start talking about it. And we have to hold the political, the economic, and the ecclesiastical leaders to the fire. Yeah. We gotta say to the business person, you you made your money in our community, you come reinvest in our community. And that's true. what We try to
1: we do as t- Spice Z was like a pillar. Like we 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 do ourselves as like we're the pillar of the community. That's why we always giving something, you know, for the people to come to and stuff like that in our community. As far as like we used to do the homeless drive, we used to do all kind of things, um, just to give back, and that's probably what kept us around for sixteen years, mm-hmm. um, in in the business because you know people are buying for us i want to i want be able to help you as a woman as a single woman i want to be able to empower you um as a single woman to be able to deal with but as you was talking i heard and i don't know why but i heard something about like our family dynamics when you said start at home yeah. um a, as far as young young black women that's are single mom like myself single woman um do you think it starts from uh, the the kids not seeing a two parent home.
3: You know something. I used to fall for that fallacy,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's what they perpetuate.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. so and that puts God, it on the, the black man.
3: God anointed the family, mm-hmm. the husband, the wife in unity mm-hmm. with children, mm-hmm. but they destroyed that for three hundred years.
2: Yes.
1: Oh,
3: when, when 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 your <laughs> when 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 our great great grandparents don't be fooled by the mythologies. Okay. Um, when our great-great-grandparents had children, they took those four kids, they sold those kids in True in, uh, May at, uh, what's that place, uh, Congo Square. They okay. sold them there. Sold the mother over here, the father over here. Mm-hmm. So we have always have, Separating. and there's only been a t- only short time in our history, and we don't want to hear these things. Right. But as doctors, the books don't lie. Between 1870 and 1930, mm-hmm. we had contiguous families. Mm-hmm. Yes. From 1930 Wait, up until 1870 to about 1870 1930. to
1: 1930.
3: When you had that great migration of North, okay. where the father had to leave mm-hmm. and go earn money and leave the wife and the kids here. Okay. And so they exploited it. And they've been exploiting that ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. My mom was home, but half the time I didn't see my dad. So we can't fall into the myth. Now, I'll say again, God anointed the family, husband, wife, and children. But these people destroyed it for 300 years. And we can't let the oppressor give us a mindset that there's something wrong. My sister was a single parent, and she raised five kids. I'm not promoting that or condoning it, but she had five kids, and none of them went to jail. All of them went to school. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and we have to remember, and as we, you know, you got to close, but yeah. I love uh Peter, he says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a but power, and sound. love, sound. and a sound, sound. mind. Yes. So we should help change our mindset at home.
2: Okay. The mindset. Okay, well, that's like his takeaway. And I truly feel that uh, the mother, of course, has been uh, really uh, the, backbone. the backbone of the family. And uh, the mother has a lot. What has happened to our community, we have had some young mothers who does not have backbones. I agree. And we have had some problems with some of the young mothers that don't know what to do. They really don't know what to do. And that's why sometimes they need mentors. Sometimes they need uh, help uh, from a community outreach program from your church, you know, to help raise their children and how to uh, tell them which way to go. There, there need to be more community activists. The church, to me, is one of the, one of the biggest places that kids can really learn. They, they need more That's outreach.
3: Yeah. The home and the church. The yes. church The church structure, and God knows, I hate to say this, has really crippled our community what we call the former church. Now, I'm not talking about the body of believers. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about the institutions Institution. that we call the churches that we attend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because oftentimes we put pastors on pedestals, mm-hmm. and we don't hold those pastors responsible. That's right. For the outreach. And the business person we do the same thing with mm-hmm. and the uh, politician. Yeah. We have to hold all three. Every other community mm-hmm. holds all three accountable mm-hmm. for what impacts the community. Until So right. we start doing that. So
1: that's a start, holding yes. Holding. Those the, the, three the, sectors—the triumvirate.
3: That's right. The triumvirate. Yeah. The triumvirate. Yeah. The the clergy, the business person, and the political person. The
1: clergy, the the clergy, clergy, business person, say it the political again, person, and political,
3: political person. Hold all three accountable, and then if you if we can hold all three accountable, you'll see a dramatic change in our community.
1: Well, that's
0: it. That's the key. That's, that's the key. key. Well, um, we just thank y'all. This Would was you have- uh, this is probably the most quiet I've been on a show because, yeah, because it was very West. enlightening, and yes. this was so much information and knowledge, yes. you know, to reflect on, but also to take forward. We are coming up on spring season, so it's you know we had Black History Month to look back or look on the current history of ourselves, mm-hmm. but now it's time to spring forward. With this information, with this knowledge, and look for some new beginnings. Yes. New beginnings. Is
1: that your takeaway? Because you look at our takeaway. Yes, that's going to be
0: my takeaway for today. I'm I'm so sorry, y'all. My baby crying in the background. She was running all over here. I'm one of those mothers who needs some help.
3: (laughs) She's a baby.
0: But, you know, I mean, I'm grateful to be on this platform because, you know, this helps me help other people. Yeah. And I right. think when you talk about opportunities, I'm too one who kind of had a vision on what I wanted to do in b- life, in life. Yeah. but then my life, I mean, where I'm going, it didn't go that way, you yeah. know. And so when you have opportunities, you grab the opportunity that you have and you make the best of it because that's what's going to lead you to your purpose. Yeah. That's right. So I guess Absolutely. that's two takeaways yeah, for Yeah, keep it going. Keep it moving. <laughs> keep, keep it moving, moving. forward. Keep, keep it moving. It, keep it moving. Um,
1: my my takeaway on um, today um is um oh, that's something we call it takeaway. Night.
2: That's good. We didn't create
1: stuff. <laughs> my takeaway today is that um you know I had a rough two weeks. You know um with you know after Mardi Gras. I mean after uh, Valentine's Day. Mighty Gras, and this show today was very enlightening for me. Um, and um, my takeaway is, I'm doing this this challenge. When people go into Lent season, I usually do this either a positively challenge. Um, I call, I'm calling this my 50 Cent 50 day 50 day challenge because I love 50 Cent. Okay, I love 50. Cent. Everybody know that. So, but it's it's positive things. It's for me to get my, um, my get physically fit, emotionally fit. Mentally fit, financially fit, and for anybody that want to join it, spiritually fit. I need to add that in. Yes. Ooh. I used to say five, but I, he didn't add it. I used to long time ago. I love it. Okay. Let's do it again. Um, so physically fit, um, mentally fit, emotionally fit, financially fit, and spiritually fit. So I'm gonna have to add that on when I'm doing it because I'm on my fifth day.
2: Start. Start, with, Start spiritual. with spiritual first. Spiritual, fit. And that's and that's, that's, gonna first, that's going to take care everything else in the in the five. five okay. Because like not only that, five means favor. Oh. So grace and favor, yes, favor. Ooh. So you know we uh my takeaway, we I pray that
0: favor is on both. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I receive it. Yeah, so I'm going to join it. in this challenge, which I know I'm five days behind. Yeah, yeah, but you can still joining, but we you're gonna join. gonna it? I'm going to join in this challenge with you, and we're going to tag team each other every day. Okay, you know I, like that. Every day. I like I'm that. I'm going to be your support, sister. Yeah, yes. I'm your yes. support, right. and you're going to yes. be my support. All right, All I right. got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you,
1: okay. And then for those, I know we're wrapping up, but for those that don't know exactly what the the challenge is, um, for your physical um, you do at least 15 minutes of, of exercising, activity okay. um, activity or something like that. And now that they add spiritual, which I did that anyway, I read a scripture yeah. or I um, listen to a song uh, mentally. Um, anything that's negative, I try to flee from it mm-hmm. um, emotionally, try to uh, I don't know how to suppress Yo, 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 yo. if you got negative emotions or anything that's going on. But, I, again, I listen to song. I, I, I try to read something spiritual. And financially, I've been trying to save at least 20 to 15 to $10 a day. Um, whatever 5% of your income is that you didn't got for that month mm-hmm. or whatever, try to save that every day to see what I'm going to come up with mm-hmm. and see what I'm going to save by uh, the fifty day. So that's my 50-day challenge. That's what God gave me and That's my takeaway. I want y'all to join us. Join us. Join us. So, anything else you guys have to say? This was an amazing this show. Was a beautiful I thank day. you. Yes. We didn't, I don't know if you wanted to plug, but we, we because of uh Dr. Jones, that's why we are on, on this his red platform, lip talk, yes.
0: podcast
1: <laughs> uh, his, That's the only thing I didn't know. I didn't know what to say, but this for New Orleans Talk Network um, The reason that we're on Ray Lip Talk Podcast we thank you for um, You letting us use your Platform and, and be um, and, and we hope to make you proud we, yes. I hope to make Dr. We, right. Smith proud not to embarrass yeah. <laughs> And guess what Blessings and favor <laughs> and everything That's going to come to this God told me this is going to be amazing This going to be amazing it is. So thank y'all Thank y'all for uh, tuning in Oh, absolutely. I receive
0: it. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: All right. Thank the Lord. Holy Spirit. Yeah. The you, Lord. He Spirit. said the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, nice. of the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence Spirit. of the Holy Spirit. You in
0: great hands. Yeah,
2: great hands. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: so we thank y'all. Thank y'all yeah, for joining for little, us. Look at the little baby. She coming on. Yeah, again. she ready. She, she look. She
0: already get her microphone. Yeah, yeah, she, she... <laughs> look, I'm a, I'm a mini diva.
1: <laughs> so thank y'all for tuning in to Red Lip Talk Podcast. We do a little thing where we go Red Lip Talk Podcast. Pastor, you can go. Like this, and because we go one, two, three, Red Red Lip Lip Talk Podcast.
0: Podcast. All right. right. See See y'all next week. Come sit with us and sip some tea. Red Lip Talk. Spice Divas. Sona's Charm. It's your girl, Sona's charm, And it's your girl, Spice Divas, the marketing diva. We want y'all to tune in to the premiere of the Red Lip Talk podcast.
1: Every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time, we're going to have new topics, new
0: guests, new businesses. Tune in to NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com. Red Red Lip Talk Talk podcast. Podcast. Wow! Hello, everyone. This
1: day is declared National Steel Body Day. People, it is here.
4: It has arrived. We have 2,500 bottles of this formula that's designed to give you what you need in terms of health, happiness, and healing. People have testimonies already. People have been serviced already and now we want you to be a part of this blessed experience give us a call at 416 give us a call at 237-4000 and we have a bottle for you and trust me this will be the best investment you ever made for your body you heard it from the truth the whole truth dr truth dr kendra baby truth now be blessed the new orleans talk network now on your mobile device on your computer in your ear and interactive. It's new. It's innovative. And it's on your mobile device. Android, iPhone, iPad, and on your computer. Take us wherever you go. Because we're interactive. 504-341-TALK. That's 504-341-8255.
5: Hello, somebody. It's Marlon Big Fave Favorite, recruiting coordinator at Cafe Hope. If you're on the West Bank of New Orleans and between the ages of 18 and 23, come join our team. Benefits from learning and earning, getting certifications, life skills, and career training. Cafe Hope is a non culinary art and life skills program. Let Cafe Hope be the stepping stone to your next career choice. Come visit us, 1151 Barataria Boulevard, Marrero, Louisiana. Give Big Favor a call, 504-350-1218 or send them an email Marlin at CafeHope.org. For more information, visit CafeHope.org. Cafe Hope: The next step in life, baby. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody.
1: But that's the house of prayer. Bethesda is a church for non-traditional worshipers, a church designed for those who love God's Word. Would you like to attend a church where believers and non-believers can choose to worship together? A church where cultural differences does not get in the way of God's message. We invite you to be our special guest. Our services begin 9 a.m. on Sunday, located at 7601 West Bank Expressway, Suite B, Morel, Louisiana. For more information, contact us at 504-348-0132 listeners or as important as our guests join in on the conversation 504-341-8255 the New Orleans Talk Network
5: somebody it's your boy marlon Big Fade Favorite and Inside the Trenches Podcast is back baby we back y'all make sure y'all check us out for excellent season and you can check us out on New network.com y'all make sure y'all follow me at bigfade504 we back at it baby we in the trenches
4: What is New Orleans Talk Network? It's today's hottest topics with an added flair. You. Get ready because the conversation will be hot and better yet, mobile. Download the New Orleans Talk Network app available on Android, iPhone, iPad, and you can listen to us on the web at www.NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com write down our talk line at 504-341-TALK that's 504-341-8255 interactive and worldwide that's what we are join in on the real conversation and tell a friend about the new orleans talk Network. look y'all can follow me on twitter and instagram at bfred jones
5: follow me on instagram and twitter on instagram underscore g sports with a z on the end and on twitter g underscore sports with a z on the end you can follow me on instagram at big underscore homie underscore hen and on
3: twitter at hey yo you